Welcome to episode four of Deconstructing Success. Today we will deconstruct unhelpful thinking and unhealthy thinking styles. Our thinking styles are a huge part of our psychological foundation, which is a key component to creating a successful mindset. Now, once we have a deep understanding of which thinking styles we apply in our life and the situations we're faced with, having this self-awareness is key so that we can allow ourselves to grow, evolve and improve day by day. What is really interesting here is that most of us believe that the way we think is part of our personality. And so we assume that this means that our thinking style is fixed and unchangeable, but this is actually not true. Our thinking styles are simply habits that can be changed over time by applying different habits. So today, when we go through and focus on all of these unhelpful thinking styles, What I will also share with you is the actions that you can put into place to change your thinking. Now, as I mentioned earlier, a thinking style is simply a habit and unhealthy and unhelpful thinking styles are an exaggeration of helpful thinking. So when someone does not have a strong psychological foundation, this exaggerated style of thinking exposes their unhelpful thinking style and can potentially not only cause stress and anxiety, but also poor results in their life. When I explain each thinking style, I want you to recognize which thinking style you may fall under. Now, we do tend to apply more than one thinking style. We are not just exclusive to one thinking style. Okay, so the first one is the negative thinking style. This style of thinking is where you believe and make assumptions that things will just go wrong, things will fail, and things won't work. This is very different to someone thinking negatively, which we tend to do from time to time, but this is someone that really just has a really negative outlook in life where they literally see everything as gray or as negative. You need to feel as though your life is predictable because this gives you a sense of control. And you may also experience illness quite often. You might be feeling sick. You might get the cold. You might wake up feeling pain in your body. And What's really interesting here is that if you have a strong sense of negative thinking, this is actually your way of protecting yourself because you don't want to experience failure or rejection. So you don't allow yourself to get to that point where you experience anything that is actually uncomfortable. You also love making it obvious to others how negative you are because if they do enable this and sympathize with you, This just validates you even more. And this feeling of feeling worse is actually a very comfortable place for you. So there's a really interesting pattern that a negative thinker applies because they do, their result is to feel worse. Now, what are some of the things that you can do if you are a negative thinker? You need to smile more. It sounds really, really simple, but it's true. You cannot have negative thoughts when you are smiling. Just try it right now. Another thing you can do is be grateful and think of the things in your life that you are grateful for. So rather than constantly looking for the negative, you need to consciously look for the positive. 
and change the negative viewpoint and try and convert that into a positive. Okay, the next type of thinking is the obsessive thinking style. This is where people worry and think about every experience in intricate detail. I'm sure that we can all relate to this to some degree. Now, one thing to mention here is that having an obsessive thinking style is also a positive thing and has contributed to many business people's success. For example, Grant Cardone, in his interview, he did mention that he has an obsessive thinking style. But what we need to remember here is the variables. His obsessive thinking style is crucial to his success because he has a strong internal sense of control, which we touched on this in episode two, but also they have strong self-esteem. Now, for those that don't, this obsessive style of thinking is detrimental. And especially if you have an external sense of control, as well as low self-esteem, which of course you would obsess about every negative cue. You'd be focusing on what people think about you way too much, worrying about things that may never actually happen. And you have this tendency where you replay stressful experiences, which causes more stress internally, and it increases your external sense of control and reduces your self-esteem. So you can see the dangerous pattern here. Some of the things that you can apply is one, stop worrying. It sounds so easy and I know it's really, really challenging, but it really is a choice. You need to stop worrying, stop obsessing over the finer details and try not to look at the finer details. Just don't sweat the small stuff. It really is a choice. Ask yourself this question. Is this approach or the way I'm dealing with this situation helpful to me? If the answer is no, then change the way you're perceiving the situation. The third thinking style is the impulsive thinking style. This is where you're seeking instant gratification, instant results. You want to feel happy. You want to feel safe, loved, relaxed, satisfied right now. This thinking style and the actions are actually quite spontaneous And this is where you feel you absolutely need to have that chocolate, buy that dress, buy the car. So the result that you're looking for is that you just want to feel good. You want to feel calmer, happier right now. I can tell you that I absolutely am guilty of buying clothes to make myself feel a lot better as well. And I'm sure that we can all relate to this impulsive thinking, especially with social media. A lot of my work is on social media and I can tell you that there are definitely times where I may not own up to it, but I'm telling you now that there are definitely moments where getting that instant gratification from likes or comments definitely does give me that little boost that I need in the moment, but it's definitely not a long-term investment and we can all absolutely relate to this. And for anyone that has this impulsive thinking style, you actually find it really, really hard to invest in long-term rewards because you don't think that far ahead and you don't believe in the results in terms of having a long-term goal. So your goals are very much short-lived and you feel the need to live through external things and objects 
to help you make you feel a lot better. Now, some of the things that we can apply to actually help this impulsive thinking style is to delay gratification with reward. Set a goal for yourself and honor it and then reward yourself. Yes, it sounds really sensible, but it really is the best thing to do. Because if we are constantly seeking for instant gratification, then it really is going to be a problem. You will create more of an obsessive type style of thinking and your self-esteem will just deteriorate over time. So for example, I know that social media is really a big problem for a lot of people. So let's say you're at work or uh, you're doing a task for work, set a timer for yourself and say to yourself, well, if I finish this task in whatever time period, that is when I will reward myself by actually checking my Instagram account, my Facebook account, LinkedIn, whatever that account may be, that can be your reward. And what you're doing over time is you're training yourself to actually delay that gratification as opposed to wanting that instantly. The next style of thinking is the paranoid style. You're worried that there are people waiting to criticize you, reject you. You assume that people are thinking about you all of the time and you find it incredibly hard to trust people and you may not even trust anyone at all. You worry that people could be judging you because what's actually really happening here is you're really judging yourself. And again, this is also linked to the external sense of control that we covered in deconstructing memories in episode two. So you can always revisit that episode if it is something that you want a little bit more detail on in terms of the external versus the internal sense of control. But again, this is also linked to your self-esteem and your own limiting beliefs and your value system as well. What you're really doing here is you're projecting your own internal critic and projecting that on other people and assuming that all of these people have you at the forefront of their mind, where in fact, you've got it all wrong. It's just stories that you're telling yourself. And most of the time, people are just minding their own business. Not everybody has time to think of you because they're thinking of their own challenges and struggles. Some of the actions that you can put into place is one, tolerate those uncomfortable feelings and accept them for what they are. Don't fight them, just have those feelings come, feel that discomfort and just move on. Accept that you're not everyone's cup of tea and that that is actually okay to not be liked by everyone. Maintain perspective because this style of thinking is a reflection of how you feel towards yourself and your own judgment towards yourself. And remember that these assumptions that you're making don't even exist because they are simply stories that you are telling yourself. The next style of thinking is the catastrophic thinking style. I have to say, I absolutely relate to the next two. So this one and the next one, I don't know if it's because I'm Middle Eastern, but they are quite dramatic. And this is where if you do have a catastrophic thinking style, you over-dramatize things, you magnify things, you exaggerate things, things are blown out of proportion You use strong words that are actually quite dramatic. Words like never, always, forever, terrible, disgusting, ridiculous. There's there's a whole list of these words. 
Now, catastrophizing is really common in people whose parents catastrophized. Now, this is why I'm saying what I'm saying about being Middle Eastern, because it is very, very common in the Middle Eastern community to over-dramatize things. And I think it's just a cultural way of communicating, but it's really not healthy on a mental level because you're not really seeing things for what they are. And again, it is those stories that we are telling ourselves. Now, the good news is this is a learned behavior and it can be unlearned. But if you don't manage it, it can lead to depression and anxiety. And the way that we can manage this is by really minding our language. What kind of internal dialogue are we having in our own minds? Really paying attention to the words that we use. So for example, if you're hungry, say you're hungry, not I'm starving. And just laugh at yourself. I have to say that when I was looking at my own thinking styles, the catastrophic style was definitely one of them. And so even using the word definitely, maybe I'm still catastrophizing, but it is, it is a, a dramatic way of thinking and it's not a calm way of thinking. And I can tell you that now that I've had that awareness, I feel so much more calmer. I do laugh at myself a lot more. I really felt that I took myself way too seriously and uh, and it really, really has helped me just see things for what they are as opposed to what I think they are. The last thinking style that we will cover is the perfectionist thinking style. How many of us can relate to this? I can tell you that I can. This perfectionist thinking style is something that I was living with for a number of years and I constantly set extremely high standards for myself. So if you have a perfectionist thinking style, you'll relate to this because you would also be setting high standards for yourself. And what you're really trying to do here is avoid failure. If you do have this thinking, you may not know this, but you could possibly have social anxiety as well. And when you're a perfectionist, you're actually running away from uncomfortable feelings so that you can continue to protect yourself. You want to ensure that you are as far away as possible from these unwanted feelings. And the way to do that is by continuing to set high standards for yourself and achieving them. You cannot tolerate failure. Deep down, you do not see yourself as successful. And you also have feelings of worthlessness, low self-esteem, and this feeling of not being good enough. So with all of this said, you work harder by setting higher standards for yourself, yet you're never feeling fulfilled and ne never feeling as though you are good enough. Now, what can we do if we are a perfectionist thinker? Well, we need to focus on the progress and tolerate, again, those uncomfortable feelings that we're really trying to avoid. Maintain perspective and see everything as a learning opportunity, not as a failure. One of the things that helped me is really understanding the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Now, I will definitely cover this off in another episode, but just very, very quickly, if you have a fixed mindset, you believe that 
you are born a certain way and that you cannot change yourself. You don't believe that your personality can be changed. You don't believe your intelligence can change. And you believe that the way you are is set in stone. But if you have a growth mindset, you see yourself as a student. You see yourself as a student of life and that everything is a skill that you can grow and develop and evolve over time. And so for myself, looking at everything as a learning opportunity meant that I had and still have a student mindset, that I'm here to learn, I'm here to grow, I'm here to constantly progress and evolve over time, and that there really is no such thing as perfect because it just does not exist. And even if it were to exist, that definition of perfection will continue to change over time because you'll you'll never feel fulfilled. Now, this was a really short episode and I really just wanted to just cover off the basics of the thinking styles and really just give you some things that you can actually apply in your life today and really build that self-awareness. Now that we've explored most of these thinking styles, I'd love for you to reflect on these. And if any resonated with you, it's really, really important to apply the actions. Otherwise, listening to this without application means that there will be no change in your life. Now, each week I will experiment with different topics, but if you have any suggestions, please contact me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or even send me an email. I really would love to hear from you and hear what suggestions you have, because this content is for you. And I want to make sure that I'm covering off the topics that you want me to cover off. Remember that you are so worthy for success and the life that you want. Your existence matters and your future success is waiting for you. Thank you so much for listening. This is Tima.